0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Thursday Morning MV Pro Call. Today is January 11th, and I'd like to welcome those of you that are here live as well as those of you listening to this via recording, which, of course, you can do by subscribing to MotorVitality.com. On whatever podcast application you happen to use or by visiting com, where you can listen to years and years and years worth of archives um i want to a uh, couple announcements before we get started and talk about our our topic and everything and, and go through our normal routine um first off i said last week that we were going to talk about coliform bacteria and testing for coliform next week but we are going to postpone that to the first week of february because we have a guest speaker marian metzger um, will be uh, coming to to speak. She actually works at ResinTech and helps run the ResinTech lab, and has used to work with National Testing Laboratories, and um, so she she's kind of an expert on the testing and and on the bacteria itself. So she's going to come on and talk. And I, I do want to give credit to Scott from Alabama that um, uh, gave us that suggestion, and I want to encourage everybody. You know, last year we did uh, 48 of these calls, and um, that means that every week I'm tasked with coming up with 48 or, you know, with, with a new topic, and uh, and that gets tough sometimes. So I love when you guys send in suggestions and, and ideas that you want to talk about. There are times, and it happened a couple times last year, um, I think it was uh, you're doing on this one too, Scott, where we actually had a topic and And uh, we ended up uh, talking about something else and for the entire call and and we postponed the topic so I don't mind that either um, but uh, um, but i so I always appreciate the suggestions on any topics that you guys have um, we We have a lot of people on it sounds like today, so I'm going to take the opportunity to explain what this call is too because it's been a while uh, since we've done that um, and basically uh, been what in 15 years that we've been doing this call now um, every Thursday every year and uh, um, but basically the reason we put this call together was because I know that there's so much knowledge and so much experience in this industry and when I started motor vitality I realized that so many different manufacturers and companies they sort of live in their bubble and And a lot of the knowledge and experience that we have, it doesn't get shared because everybody's afraid to talk to competitors or or whatever, yet we are all, regardless of the manufacturer that we're representing or the product that we're selling, we're all running into the exact same things out there in the homes and in in the territories and with customers and and the water problems and that sort of thing. So my intent was to create a forum where we could uh, get together and not talk product and not talk company, but just talk about things that are relevant to us in the industry, things that we all run into out there, regardless of of what product or manufacturer we represent. And so that's what this is. We we try and avoid talking specific products and and or companies, and uh, we just have a, a nice friendly place that we can chat. Um, I know that there are well over a hundred of you listening to this right now that that. Um, that are not able because of the time to to come on live um, and and I understand that you know the schedule sometimes can be a conflict. I do love it when you're on live though because it makes the discussions a lot a lot richer and and uh it's not just me doing the Kelly Thompson talking for a half hour thing so so i I love the input um, with all that said uh I appreciate the downloads. I like looking at the stats, and I like seeing that you guys are downloading and listening to this thing. That makes me feel pretty good that you guys are finding value in this. And uh, for those of you that put this on your calendars and you're here every morning, every Thursday morning, um, sometimes even when we forget to send out the reminders, I appreciate that too. That that really is a tremendous compliment. Um, so with that, I am going to start to call off the way I do pretty much every week, which is by asking is there anything uh, anybody learned this last week that you wish you had known before? The reason I ask that question is because after 25-plus years of being in this industry, I I find that there's not a week that goes by that I don't learn something new. and It's one of the things I love about the industry. So is there anything anybody learned this last week that you wish you had known before? Is there anything that happened that's worthy of sharing with other <laughs> professionals across the country? Or anything that we can help you with, any technical or or uh, water challenges, or or challenges with the customer, anything that we can help with. Hey Kelly, it's Scott. Kelly, oh go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Scott. <laughs> uh, well, um, I appreciate you sharing, and I think you're going to talk about today that uh, Consumer Reports uh, article. Yeah. Um, there was also one released um, with the um, the the testing they had done on bottled water with microplastics. Are you familiar with that? One? Yeah. Um, yeah. In fact, uh, the February issue of consumer reports talks about plastics and microplastics in our food. <laughs> so, but, uh, and, and this article, the consumer reports article actually references that article that you're referring to as well. Uh, yeah. Well, we uh, <laughs> uh, actually had a local radio station, had a uh, expert and they mentioned us by name, um, uh, if you need to filter your water. Um, <laughs> I mentioned dust on the radio, which I thought was pretty cool.
1: That's awesome. awesome.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's excellent. Yeah, that's perfect. So congratulations on that. Um, Jen, you... Uh,
1: yeah, yep. I just wanted to... Um, a couple of WQA announcements, actually, is, um, you know, we have the WQA convention coming up, and um, our... Our uh, keynote speaker is a guy named Kyle Seeley, and I think it's spelled S-H-E-E-L-E, if I remember correctly. And um, I always like to kind of research the keynote speakers, and if they have any publications out there, watch them. He's huge on TikTok, um, I think TikTok or Instagram or something like that, one of those kids things. But (laughs) anyway, it's those young people things. Um, but he also has a book out there called How to Build a Viking Funeral or How to Make a Viking Funeral. And it's actually a really good book. Um, so for those of you that listen while you drive, I listened to it. It was good. Um, or you can purchase it also. But uh, just whether or not you're going, I, I would highly recommend that book. It was, it was kind of cute. Um, and then uh, also... WQA has their call for volunteers. So, those of you that want to make a difference or just be a part of the difference, um, go on to wqa.org and look at volunteer. Um, We have all different kinds of things that you can volunteer for. You don't even have to be voting or non-voting. You just be an observer to see, hey, do I like this this committee or this task force or what have you. So, um, I think the call for volunteers closes, I think it was January 24th, so you might want to do that pretty soon. Yeah, thanks,
0: Well, and on that note, um, I do want to remind everybody, you know, that one of the things, and we're going to talk about this in the article here, um, Consumer Reports uh, actually talked about the Water Quality Association quite a bit in... In this article, they talked about the certified certification with the products and even, even had a quote from uh, Eric Yagi, which was awesome. I love seeing that when when WQA gets national recognition, and, and I think it does wonders for, you know, it, it slowly is adding credibility to the industry and the organization. And, and, I mean, one of the biggest challenges is that WQA's, you know, people don't, they're not aware of what its purpose is, what we do, and, and um, getting a... Well, I'll be being here, yeah. So um, but uh, but I want to remind everybody that the convention this year is in Orlando and, and starting on March fifth, um, and actually boot camp, I believe is March fourth, um, which uh, is um, you know, and so that week down in Orlando, if you've never been to a convention, this will be just an amazing year to go. We've got a ton of of great speakers and topics lined up um orlando is always a really good show so um i would encourage you to go to the website and take a look at that and um and you know look at registration and and it's just a way talk about get out getting out of the bubble it's a way to go down and see how big if you've never been to one of these conventions, it's just a way to go down and, and realize how big this industry really is and how just just how much it touches and just how amazing it is. I'd strongly encourage you to take a look at that so um motor vitality will be down there we'll have a booth um speaking and uh um, hopefully we'll we'll see you down there. So, um, and in the last announcement, just speaking of motor vitality, is we do have we are sold out for all of our January classes. Of course, with our installer training, we have two classes left for our three-day uh, standard installer training. Um, one uh, one of the classes we have three uh, two spots left, and then we have a couple spots left for the premium, which does uh, include a WQA certified installer add-on option. So, um, if you needed information about that. Then, please let us know. all right, so with that, let's jump in because we've only got about nineteen minutes left here, and I do want to make sure that we we talk about this article. So what we are going to talk about today is um, as Scott mentioned uh, WQA, um, wqa consumer reports uh, every four or five years, they do a topic you know on water, and they look at water systems and and those types of things and um, and it was the water was the front cover. Of the January issue of Consumer Reports and one of the reasons I like Consumer Reports is apparently Consumer Reports does not take advertising Um, they you know they they try and remain very objective I believe they pay full price for their products that they study um, you know that they that they review and this article it was interesting because the product review at the end of the article had a little less to do with much of the treatment that we carry. Mostly, the products that they reviewed were um, were pour-through pitchers or um, uh, faucet filters and those types of things. And and so that you know that was kind of interesting where they're talking about treating mostly municipal water although they do have some mention with um with well water in there uh who on the call has had an opportunity to read this article Any, anybody read this article the article was titled better safer drinking water anybody have a chance to read it or review it or see this see this issue
1: i tried going to stores and finding magazines and i couldn't find magazine they, they they don't have them anymore at the stores. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: so this, there's a couple things that stood out, and if you guys didn't read it, I'm going to try and give some highlights. I'd strongly recommend that you get it and read it. I would post it um, in the in the link uh, of the podcast, but I'm I'm not sure that I I'm allowed to do that, you know, just for copyright issues and. And that, that sort of thing. So I would definitely encourage you to get a copy of this. I do have a PDF of it, but but I I don't want to you know I don't want to break any copyright laws or anything like that by by posting this out there. But um, I don't have a problem if anybody reaches out to me. I can certainly email it to you uh, if you'd like. But um, so uh, anyway, the tag the the title of this is better safer drinking water. And uh, and then it has the, the sub, uh, subtitle, it says, uh, many, m- "Many Americans still drink water with unhe- unhealthy levels of toxic chemicals, heavy metals, bacteria, and other contaminants." Here's how to test yours and clean it up." And, and then the, very, the opening line to the article says, 50 years ago, Consumer Reports published a groundbreaking investigation into the nation's drinking water." It's title. Is the water safe to drink? The answer, for the most part, was no. Our water was often contaminated with bacteria, viruses, asbestos, and lead. Testing and treatment was inadequate. Money to fix the problem was almost nonexistent, and new concerns, including thousands of new synthetic compounds, about which was little known, were emerging. Um, so, and then they, they talk about how that same year the Safe Drinking Water Act was passed, and they they go in and talk a little bit about the EPA and what it does, and uh, what it you know the they they spend quite a bit of time talking about the um, consumer confidence reports, uh, which you know it's it's incredible to me how often I talk to people in this industry that do not know what a CCR is or consumer confidence report, uh, much less people out in the public. most people. I mean, this is a requirement. Every July, if you guys don't know what a what a consumer confidence report is, um, every July, municipalities are required by law to make available a report on their water, on the on a municipal water, and the report is only required to cover things that are regulated by the EPA. Um, and it does not cover many of the things in many cases that are not regulated, such as MTBE or, uh, or uh, you know, certainly aesthetics issues, uh, hardness, iron, um, sulfides, those types of things are generally not covered. Although I, I have seen some pretty thorough consumer confidence reports um, that are there in a consumer confidence report they always start right off telling where the water comes from and and telling you how great the water is they, there's it's funny you can google consumer confidence report template and you'll find for each state and they're almost always identical there there are templates that you can download and see why no matter what zip code you are in and what state you're in, every consumer confidence report looks essentially the same. They all start the same way. They're in the same format. They say basically the same thing. Some of them are more thorough than others. Some of them have 10 pages of you know, bragging about all the staff that they have and all the people that they have and stuff like that. But um, but they are very valuable. And what's interesting is a lot of the customers that are, that are out there, they have no idea what it is. And, um, it's, as I said, incredible to me how – few people in our industry know what they are but one of the things that stood out to me about this article is that people that read this article are going to recognize what they are they're going to go look for them and it would not surprise me if when you guys the people listening to this call are in the homes or your or somebody walks into your office if somebody brings that consumer confidence report into you and says hey can you Can you read this? Can you help me understand what this is talking about? And if you've never seen it or you're not familiar with what they are, your credibility as a water treatment expert goes down the drain, literally. So I would encourage you to become that expert, to look at – you know, articles like this are putting that stuff out there. Um, One of the other things that really stood out in this article in the Consumer Confidence Report is they – I think this highlights why it is completely, 100% unnecessary and and absolutely unethical and, and frankly, against the Water Quality Association's um, ethical guidelines, the Code of Ethics, um, for us to go out there and bash municipalities or use scare tactics when we are in the home. The fact is, while there are some very legitimate concerns with water, Um, And this article does an incredible job of talking about PFOS and and lead in the pipes and um, emerging contaminants and microplastics. It mentions all of these things. Um, And it it does a good enough job of scaring customers for us. We should be the hug givers. Okay, we should be the ones, it's okay, we can fix this, all right? But we don't need to be out there scaring people The media – does that enough for us we should be the ones giving people a hug saying it's all right bring it in we we, we're going to make it okay we should not be going out there and saying, hey look here look how bad your city water is look at consumer reports just did an article talking about how bad your water is what this article does is it does it approach it the way we should be approaching it which is that the city does municipalities do a pretty good job considering what you know the amount of people that they have to produce water for or or make water you know potable for they do a pretty good job with it but this article does a great job of pointing out that the money you, they talk about the um the affordable the um the uh, uh infrastructure bill that was just passed the bipartisan infrastructure bill that was passed a couple of years ago um you know that was one of the first things the uh the bipartisan infrastructure deal um that was passed you know, it, it put $55 billion into uh, into drinking water, which, if you have looked into this stuff, is literally a drop in the bucket. $55 billion doesn't come anywhere close to addressing the infrastructure issues that we have. In, with, And that's just on the water systems in this country, right? So, so we've got um, – I mean, literally, you're looking at multi-trillions of dollars – in order to dig up the delivery systems, the underground pipes. I mean, our, our, in many cases, our underground water delivery systems are three and four times older than our roads and bridges. And the infrastructure bill put $55 billion um, into uh, into addressing some of the most uh, detrimental water systems. I mean, the problem is, yes, there's a, there's a lead guideline now with the EPA, right, which is only pretty recent, um, the last decade or so. That we've had the the lead guideline, and and you can take the lead out at the municipality, but it does not address the pipes that are that are s- still made out of lead that that are delivering many of just ask Flint, Michigan or um, Mississippi a couple of years ago had a, there was a town in Mississippi had the same issue and, and in fact New Jersey had it you know it's it, you hear about it on the news it's happening way more often than what we're ever, even hearing about it on the news. Um but uh so what we do, and this article can highlight this and add credibility to to us um, in the uh, uh you know in the in, in the industry, is that what we can do is take the water that the municipalities make and we can finish the job so we can polish that water up um, This consumer reports article does an excellent job of explaining. The difference between a MCL and an MCLG, and again, this is something that I run into. There are people in this in this industry that are, not, that are not aware of what the difference between an MCL is and what an MCLG is. Anybody want to throw in throw in there? Tell me what what's the difference between an MCL and an MCLG?
1: One is MCL. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, MCL, that is, that's our maximum contaminant level. That's what you have to abide by when you're on a municipality. The goal, I mean, arsenic is a perfect example. Their, um, their maximum contaminant level is 10 parts per billion. However, if, um, sometimes municipalities, that's the lowest that they can get. And, um, but our goal is zero we don't want any arsenic in our water but they go ahead and they'll they'll put maximum contaminant level of 10 parts per billion but our goal maximum contaminant level goal is we don't want any at all
0: so this is what the the, you're exactly right jim this is what this article says about the um, mcls and the mclgs okay it says uh, compare epa cutoffs with other expert recommendations One criticism of consumer confidence reports and the nation's approach to water safety in general is that safety thresholds are often too high. For example, the EPA's maximum contaminant level for arsenic, your example, Jen, um, is 10 parts per billion. But consumer reports and other experts say tap water should have no more than 3 parts per billion. I personally would like 0 So check the box on page 29, which gives information about common contaminants in drinking water. You can also learn more about contaminants in your local water, as well as recommendations from the Environmental Working Group for Safer Levels by typing your zip code into EWG's tap water database. Uh, And there it gives to ewg.org forward slash tap water. I don't know if you guys have been to that website, but it is a pretty good website for... um, for uh you know for for getting that information so the uh um then they go in and they talk a lot about pfos which of course and they they explain emerging contaminants and and all of that stuff is there they also talk about well water and this is something that i i really love they say that homeowners are on their own that there's not regulations and requirements for testing on well water but that homeowners should have their water tested once a year um, it says that the EPA recommends that well waters test their water every year and test immediately if there are reports of contaminated groundwater in the area, if there are significant changes near your well caused by flooding, construction, and other activities, if you've replaced or repaired any part of your well system, or if you've noticed a change in the color, taste, and smell of your water. It does go in and and give some ways of testing here. And one of the things that I noticed that was absent in this report in this article is it did not recommend using a local water treatment company to help you analyze or um, you know or, or uh test for the water analyze reports or test for the water and I think that in some ways that's not a bad thing, okay because there are still, and I hate this, but there are still enough companies out there in our industry that are using those scare tactics. And my fear is that if you have an article in a national magazine like this, my fear is that they would, um, you know, if if they had somebody come out there that uh, represented our, our industry, I mean, there are those those salespeople out there that are using scare tactics, and you know that I guarantee there are people in this industry that will take this report, this Consumer Reports re- article here, and use it to scare to scare customers into buying things. And and I, I hope that none of you on this call will do that. I hope that none of your team members will do that because again, it's against the code of ethics, and it's frankly not necessary. This report, this article speaks for itself and it does not need to be um, exaggerated or enhanced. To, to, to scare people into buying things. Um, but it doesn't suggest to people that they look at a local water treatment company to do testing or to analyze a report. However, they do spend, and they, they actually um, talk about a couple, they say don't buy the, they, one of the things that does help us is they say, don't buy the kits at the box stores, that they're usually not accurate. You know, those kits that you find there and the strips and those types of things um, and they, they do suggest sending it to a, to a lab um, to have it tested. They didn't talk about you know what, what you shouldn't have in your water, microorganism, disinfection, byproducts, heavy metals. One of the things that I they, – again, they do not talk about um, uh, having the water quality or having a water treatment expert or you know water treatment company out there, but they do spend a significant amount of time talking about what type of filter you should have. And listen to this, this is the thing that I, that I love. Okay? Pick a filter, but not just any filter. Here's why. Certified by water filters are monitored and subjective to extensive long-term testing to see how they perform over extended periods. On the other hand, byproducts that are tested to those standards may have undergone only short-term use, and by a lab with uncertain qualifications. So it's important to verify that any water filter you choose is certified by a trusted organization, such as NSF, WQA, CSI, or CSA or IAPMO. Make sure that you choose the type of filter that fits your needs and your budget. There are several types to choose from. They include home, whole home filtering systems, which will filter the water soon after it enters your home, under the sink and countertop versions, which work on individual sinks or faucets and water pitchers. Um, so they go in and and then you know they they hammer home. I love this, here's, here's our quote from, from somebody in our industry, whatever your water problem is, a bad smell or taste from something like sulfur, an immediate health risk from bacteria or viruses, or a long-term potential health threat from PFOS lead or many other contaminants, there's a filter that can fix it. Don't panic, says Eric Yegi, director of technical affairs at the Water Quality Association. There are really simple in-home treatment solutions for virtually every water problem that you're likely to encounter. That's Eric giving a hug to the customers. Okay? The trick is to find one that works for your specific problem and that's not always easy. And so, so they do spend, if somebody reaches out to the Water Quality Association, Water Quality Association is going to recommend that they reach out to a, to a member of the organization. So there's a there's a lot to this article. They go through. They they actually test the pitcher filters, which by the way, are not. These are a very important part of our industry. If somebody doesn't have the money or the the resources or an apartment or something like that to put in a uh, reverse osmosis or, or one of our systems, then I would rather they have this stuff than than nothing else. But you know, it was interesting to look at their the results of these two. You know, look at the what they were capable of taking out. It's good to know what the options are for our customers and to understand what they're doing and what they're doing. We shouldn't be bashing any competition out there either. I mean, the these pitchers and the, the faucet filters and those types of things, they are an important part of our industry. Okay, so we got one, two minutes left here. Um, that's my summary. What do you guys think? Any thoughts on this? Anything stand out, jump out at you? Anybody? Um, actually, not something that stands out, but I just went on, on Amazon. You can order a copy of the newest um, Consumer Reports for like 15 bucks. Yeah. So the newest one just came out, and that's the – is there plastic in the food? I got that one. I, I oh, actually did it on my – if you have kindle unlimited then you can you uh-huh. can get them for free they're included on kindle unlimited too so mm-hmm. um well, that's how i got mine but um but uh yeah thank you they they're certainly available there any other thoughts
1: you know i, I think thank... that it's... Go ahead. i think it's great for you know if you can get a hold of a copy to keep that just in case somebody says, hey, I saw on Consumer Reports, or you can even bring it out. Um, But also, I think it's a great reminder for those who are on the fence post of whether they should become WQA members. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, when they have Eric Yege making these, you know, giving these hugs, and then they call up the Water Quality Association, and then you're, or they even just go to the website, and your name's there as a dealer, um, you know, that helps grow your business. Um, and, you know, you have to remember, it is WQA that helps us in this industry.
0: Yeah. They are our voice. And the stronger that – the more membership we have, the stronger that voice is. And so, um, all right, so we are out of time today. Um, as I said, if anybody wants more information on this, please shoot me an email to Kelly T at uh, motorvitality.com, that's M-O-T-I-V-I-T-A-L-I-T-Y.com, and uh, let me know if I can help you with anything. Um, and uh, uh, I want to thank everybody for coming on. It sounded like we had a lot of people on here today, so I'd love to thank you for, for coming on. I'd love for you to come back next week. Um, we do this every Thursday morning, 830 to 9. So thanks, everybody. Be safe. For some of you in the Midwest, it's going to get brutally cold and, uh, so, and lots of snow. So um, stay safe, and we will talk to you uh, next week, if not before. So thanks, everybody.
1: Thanks. Yeah, bye. Take care.